0: i'm james brian smith welcome to the things above podcast you're listening to episode 28. if you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening This is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds and hearts on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Gustavo Rossetti wrote, Watch your thoughts, because they become your destiny. That's why we need a steady intake of thoughts from above, because if we fill our minds with thoughts from above, our destiny will be a life of faith, hope, and love. Today's thought from above is this. Blessed are those who delight in God's way. Our thought from above comes from Psalm 1, and I'm going to read it from the King James Version. I think it's a little more poetic, but also it's the version in which I first memorized the psalm a long time ago. Psalm 1 in the King James Version. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law But the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Psalm begins, blessed is, specifically, blessed is the man, it reads, but it means blessed is the person. And we have to ask the question: well, what does blessed mean? Well, biblically, it can mean three different things. First, it mean, can mean that you're under God's blessing, meaning God is has blessed this condition. Second, blessed means happy or fulfilled. And third, it means you're intrinsically right. And I think all three meanings are perfect in this situation. Now, under God's blessing means that God affirms this condition. And being fulfilled means the person has a strong, positive emotional feeling. And the third one, intrinsically right, means that the person's inner world is aligned. We are as we were designed to be. All three of those make sense to me because I've been living into the psalm for a long time, and I can just sort of see all three of those when I think, blessed is the person. But that's going to lead to the question, what is the condition that leads to this threefold blessing? Well, first of all, the psalmist begins in the negative. And there are three things that the blessed person does not do. And they involve standing, walking, and sitting. So, with those three postures in mind, let's hear that beginning again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, the first posture is walking. Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Second, this person does not stand in the way of sinners, and third, does not sit in the seat of scoffers. These three postures or sequences, walk, stand, sit, envisions a kind of progression. So, to walk denotes a a casual association. You know, when we are walking with someone, well, we're in their presence, but, you know, we're sort of moving along. To stand, in contrast, is to be in direct contact with someone. So, now I'm standing with you, perhaps even face-to-face. We're there together. We're both standing. We might turn or walk away, but then we get to the third one. When we sit, the final posture, we're in complete fellowship with the person we're sitting with. So in biblical terms, to sit is to be in complete identification with a person. So this makes verse 1 make a lot more sense when you think of it this way. So who is the them that we walk or stand or sit with, or in this case, should not walk, stand or sit with? Well, they've given three different names for it, the ungodly, the sinners, and the scorners or the scoffers. Those are three different words, but they're describing the same category of people. Now, I want to pause for a second because, you know, I've emphasized the unconditional love of God for all people. I've stressed, stressed that God's love is greater than our sin. This psalm is not talking about how God feels about the sinner, but rather the impact of the ungodly on the lives of those who stand in solidarity with him. So, we're not here talking about loving the sinner. We're talking about buying into the thinking of those who stand in opposition to God, which is really the word counsel, right? Blessed is the person who does not heed the counsel or the advice of the person who is in opposition from God. That's what the psalmist is saying right away. The blessed person is one who is not in this condition of counsel and solidarity with a person who's opposed to God. Now why is that? Well, because they're wrong. they're wrong about the most fundamental fact of reality, namely, that there is a God and that God is good, and that our lives go badly when we have any God before this good and beautiful God, which is the first of the ten Commandments. So the blessed person does not walk or stand or sit, with people whose hearts and minds are against God. That's what ungodly means, against God. Now, this is important because we're all navigating our lives. We're all looking for good counsel. I know I want to hear good counsel because I know that it impacts my behavior. little confession here. There was a time in my life, in my late teens, a short season, thankfully, when I found myself walking and standing and sitting with people who were anti-God. I met them through a part-time job I had, and they were co-workers, and I found myself being drawn into their world, into their way of thinking and what they talked about. And when I was with them, I felt pulled and prodded into thoughts and behaviors that didn't bless me, shall we say. Now, one day that became pretty clear, and I chose not to have them in my life. I share that because I know firsthand the negative impact that some people can have on us. So, the first thing that the blessed person, the person, remember, who has God's affirmation, who feels joy, who's right on the inside, that blessed person does not take the counsel of the ungodly. That is what they don't do, but what is it that they do do? We get that in verse 2. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on that law they meditate day and night. So, what is the law the psalmist refers to here? well, it isn't merely reciting commandments. It actually refers to the teaching of God or God's moral will or God's right way. Apprentices of Jesus might refer to this law, referred to in Psalm 1 as God's will and God's way, which is also what we call the kingdom of God. Or, to use the favorite phrase of this podcast, to meditate on the law day and night means to set your minds and hearts on things above. So, Blessed is the one who delights on studying and meditating on things above day and night. The result of setting your mind and heart on things above will naturally lead to the blessedness in verse 1. God is pleased, we are happy, and it is well in our soul. The psalmist then compares such a person to a tree planted by streams of water. Now, a tree that's planted by a stream has a constant source of water. This is in contrast to, say, a shrub in the desert that gets very little rainfall and constantly lives on the brink of death. This comparison between the person who sets their minds on things above and the tree planted by a stream is what is called a simile. And this simile is telling us that those who set their minds on things above have a continual source of life. And that in turn produces strong, stable roots and an uninterrupted flow of energy. What an image. The IVP commentary on Psalm 1 verse 2 says, Behind the active obedience of verse 1 lies the inward godliness of emotions and mind exercised day and night in the Word of God. As we think, said James Allen, so we live. Our actions find their source in our thoughts. So, the person who sets his or her mind on things above We'll not walk in the way of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. Why? Well, they're just incompatible. In contrast, we'll seek to be with others who are on the same journey. I want to walk and stand and sit with people who are setting their minds and hearts on things above. Now, I usually have at least one caveat (laughs) in most of these episodes. And that's because typically, you know, I make a bold statement. There's always going to be a, well, yeah, but... Now, some of you may may be thinking, this psalm sounds a bit judgmental, and it is, but let's be honest, judgment's a part of life. Wrong is wrong, no matter how we try to think otherwise. The psalmist here is dealing with reality, and it's true. If we are in fellowship or in solidarity with people who are against God, that will impact us negatively. Now, some of you also may be thinking, well, still, shouldn't we be evangelizing the ungodly, the sinful scoffers, and not avoiding them? I mean, gee, Jim, those people you mentioned, why didn't you save them? Well, look, this calls for wisdom. Remember, there are people who are not neutral about God. They're against God, or they're intent on that. They're they're set against it. But again, this psalm is dealing with reality. There are two ways we can go and one way leads to nothingness, while the other leads to the kind of life we all want and were designed for, to experience God's affirmation, to feel genuine joy, and to live with wellness in our soul. And that comes from, you guessed it, setting our minds on things above. I hope you join me next week for episode 29. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Ryan Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and you can also subscribe, which means you'll get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked what's on your mind, your answer will be things above.